What's up, everybody? Welcome back. We you say over there, Kendo? Oh, man. I, I was just telling Crane I'm more nervous on this episode than I was the first go-around. <laughs> well, you know, you reach a level of fame, and uh, times get tough, you know? Yeah, it turns out there was more than two viewers. Yeah. Or listeners. There was six. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think I think it was us, me and you, tuning in. Yeah, I might have listened to myself a few times. Which is kind of funny because I don't really like the way I sound. <laughs> oh, no. I sound like an idiot. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah. Was it weird to hear yourself? Oh, yeah. I don't really care to listen to myself. And so the fact that some people, you know, made it through an episode or yeah, I don't know how many tuned out, you know, <laughs> after 30 seconds, but I would imagine there'd be plenty that did that. You know, I was looking like on the analytics of it, and uh, surprisingly enough, they don't actually have that feature. I'm sure there's something you can put on there. Probably to make you so you don't feel bad about yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's why I was kind of thinking, like, maybe it's a good thing we don't know when people decided to tune out. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? But we've had we had some really nice comments. Yeah, some nice things. There was a lot of good feedback, you know. Yeah, which was surprising. I really expected a lot more making fun of me than I got, you know? Yep. I'm used to people saying I'm a doughhead. Yeah, there was actually, I got a few of those. I got I got a couple subtle, you know, like, <laughs> what are you idiots doing? Like, oh, jeez. But I got, I, there was more positive yeah. than there was negative. Yeah, I'd have to say that too. I, I, I thought I was pretty surprised. So you know what? If you don't like the podcast, don't listen. Or just listen a few times. Then you'll like it. That's right. You just have to listen over and over and over again. I find it fascinating, though, that, that people actually, I mean, I, I mean you, that you tune in. I mean, podcasts in general are fascinating that you like to listen to other people talk about whatever. Yeah. That's true. I don't know what it is about them. I don't know either. I think it's just, uh, I think it's just uh, one of those things where you just, it's fun to hear somebody else's point of view. I feel like it's taken over a lot of the radio and the music side of things. I think there's, it's slowly gaining momentum where. Oh yeah. This is going to be the, the bigger thing. I think so. Uh, Cause you can sit down and listen to music and I can, I can sit down and listen to music, but it's so, sometimes it's so loud and like numbing and sometimes it's just nice to have some, somebody in the background talking and like listening to what they say. You don't actually have to be a part of the conversation, but you still got to be a part of the conversation. Yeah, you know, I was thinking, I was listening to a podcast today, actually. I was driving a little bit, and I was thinking that, uh, you know, in our world today where everything's so social media just dominates everything, and so you lose a lot of connection with people. And I mean, you don't have the conversations like you used to have. Like when you do a go up and sit on main street in your truck and your buddies would be there and you'd sit and talk and joke around. And so it's almost like this is kind of a form of that. Yeah. Like, like you're not necessarily as you're listening, you're not part of the conversation, but 
but there's a conversation going on and you feel more connected than. Yeah, I sense. agree. Yeah, I agree. And I, I, I think too, it's like, especially, especially when you know that person or you have some sort of connection with that oh, person, yeah. it's like. It resonates a lot more when you know somebody, when you know the person. Yeah. There's almost like a, like a getting to know them again type thing right. or just remembering them. Maybe that's right. what it is. Yep. Most people remember how big of a dough head I am. Yeah, you're not easy. I don't think they forget. Yeah, maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe they haven't forgot. Uh, I know I I try to forget a lot of the things I've done. Um, however, some of them are so stupid you just can't forget them. No, there's a lot of unforgettable moments. Yeah, that's there for is. Sure. Yeah, there is. So we're gonna I, just my thoughts, and we'll see what happens here. But uh, I was thinking we should probably not do an hour and thirty minute one. No, I I agree. Keep it. This Keep that short that intro got a little long, but still was good. I thought I was trying to think like, oh, what can I cut out of this thing? But I didn't. Really, I mean, it was all good stuff. Yeah, I let it ride. Let we it tried be. to end it five times. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll just let her end here, and then we just keep talking like five times. So we're getting we're getting her figured out. But uh, I just all the stuff was so good. Yep. How do you cut it out? It, it, it's too much goodness there. You don't want to want to cut any of it out. No. No, however, I thought this one would be kind of fun. We kind of mentioned your buffalo in uh, the last one, and I think it would be fun to hear your the story of your buffalo hunt. Oh, yeah, it was, you know, there's a few things or experiences that I've had in my life, and and it just so happened you were, you were, you were part of this one. Yeah. But there's a few experiences that I've had that are kind of like an anchor. You know, they're kind of anchors that – to keep you grounded to, well, for me to, in this instance, it was uh, a spiritual experience that kept me grounded to the, to, for me anyways, it, it resulted in, you know. Yeah, get to the point, would you? Testimony building. <laughs> so, so, yeah, that's what, that's what I'm getting at. <laughs> Cut to the chase. Oh, gee. Enough of this spiritual moment stuff. Oh, Just kidding. But I, no, when I used to, I've told this story and a few, several times, and there's been, there's been times when I've, honestly felt like a little bit I don't know if it's embarrassed or what what it is to actually tell the complete story yeah like you tell that you tell the, the the story you know that that's kind of like captivating and it's kind of scary you know there's there's a part of it that's kind of intense intense yeah and then for whatever reason you know I used to kind of get embarrassed I and it's it's bad to say this but I used to kind of get a little bit embarrassed to tell the spiritual side, which really that's the, yeah. to me, that's actually what is the story. Well, you get nervous if people, if people, what, what they're, what you, you're, you're putting yourself out there. Right. And people might not believe the way you believe and that's fine. Yeah. But I, it shouldn't, it shouldn't, it shouldn't detract from. Yeah. It shouldn't scare you, but it does sometimes. It's not easy to put yourself out there and have somebody slap you down. So you're always always nervous of that. Yeah, you know what I'm saying though. I keep oh, yeah. saying, sure, sure, I do, I do that. I mean, that was that was a heck of a time. Okay, yeah. Tell, we, we better uh, tell the story. It. Keep, keep uh, yeah. So <clears throat> it's been probably I think 2018. I drew a bison tag for the Henry Mountains. Um, <clears throat> I was an alternate. Um, they, they they gave out about a hundred extra tags that year because of the drought and. You know, they, I was selected as an alternate to be able to, to go on this hunt. Um, one of the kickers was that, that it was in January, which was new. None of the hunts had ever been 
push back that late. When when was the last hunt normally? Like into December? Yeah, the end of December. Okay. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So it was a cow tag um, that they offered me, so I could only shoot a cow. But it was the first week of December was when it was to start. So we gathered up the help we needed, you know, me and my brothers, Landon and Jaden and my dad and, and you. I think it was just us four, if I remember right. Yeah. It went down. Yeah, I believe you're right. Landon actually wasn't there to to really hunt with us. He was there. He had a lion hunter that he was guiding and was down there hunting lions or was going to be hunting lions. But um, if he got done, then he was going to come over. Right, right. But his his priority was to get that hunter done. And yeah. Not. So the night before the hunt was to start, um, it had snowed a little bit overnight. Yeah, a few right. inches, a couple, two, three inches. And so we, we kind of knew that we was going to pull the horses into an area that, you know, typically takes about an hour, hour and 20 minutes from our camp where we had to trailer the horses to where we was going to unload to go ride where we knew there would be the buffalo. Yeah. But it, this ain't a paved road. No, no. If you've ever been on the Henry Mountains, you come in from the, you know, we, we came in from the Sandy Ranch side, which would be the west side of the Henry's. Right. And... And even when it's dry, it's just a, it's a, it's a, not a good road, Yeah. you know? So you add a little bit of snow to that or rain and it really becomes kind of sketchy. Yeah. So it had snowed the night before. So the plan was we woke up early in the morning, I don't know, four o'clock, four thirty. saddled the horses, loaded them up. Um, you know, we had, the plan was Jaden was going to go out on a point and spot. Um, he was going to take his forerunner. Um, you and I and my dad. We're going to ride into the area where, where we thought there'd be these buffalo. And so we had, <clears throat> well, three horses to ride and two pack horses. Four horses and your mule. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So we took off and and we turned into the mountains and started heading on this this road that wasn't so good. Got off the pavement, started heading into the mountain. And you and I were in my little t- Toyota Tacoma. That's kind right. of Kind of as a pilot truck. Yeah. Because we knew we'd get into some areas and at some point in time we'd have to radio back to my dad that, we would need to chain up yeah. to, yeah. you know, but, but we, we, we wanted to go as far as we could without having to do that, you know, yeah. test it out. And even hopefully we didn't have to chain up at all. Cause I mean, it seemed like just a skiff. Right. So it didn't, we seem, can, it didn't seem like it was that bad. The weather wasn't, yeah, it wasn't. So we more or less thought like, we're going to, we're going to go ahead and like, if it gets bad, then we can at least turn around and say, Hey, 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 like we do actually need to probably throw some chains. Over. Yeah. So, so we, we were ahead of it. You, you was with me and my truck and Jaden was behind and his forerunner and my dad was pulling the horses with his, his truck. And away we went and we got going. I don't know. It's probably, it's probably five or six miles. If that into the mountain. And there was a part on the road. And as we went up, it was kind of a hill, kind of a, like a hog's back that they'd created through yeah. this Canyon to kind of, you know, make the road where you could traverse this Canyon. Well, it's not too steep. Was it? it didn't, no, it didn't seem too steep, but it's dark outside. Right. So you don't really, yeah, not really thinking about, what the sides of the road looked like. You're just on the road driving. Yeah, and there was a bend right there too. We had to take a, a pretty good right-hand turn there and then then up the hill. Then up the hill you go. Yep. And as you go up the hill, um, we were ahead in my little truck and well, we flew up it and I, I didn't even think, I didn't even think about it. I just, yeah. we, we shot right up it, went down the other side. Um, and I think Jaden or my dad radioed ahead and said, hey, how was that, that hill? Do, I, do we need to do we need to chain up? 
And I, I, I don't know for whatever reason I said that it was, it was fine. I said, I, I think if you get your momentum with you, everything will be fine. It wasn't, yeah. it wasn't bad. So, cause we didn't have one problem with the Tacoma. No, no. It was easy. Yeah, it was. Or seemed that way. It wasn't way. bad. But my dad was next in line. He come up the hill. And I remember we'd made it over and kind of went down the other side. And then all of a sudden I hear on the radio, like, like just panic. I think it was Jane I first heard. And, and, and he had said, he, he, he had said something and kind of frantic and panicky. And, and then my dad came on the radio after 30 seconds or so and says, he says, I don't even dare to get out and look. Yeah. I don't even, I don't even dare to get out. I think it was like a whoa, 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 like back up, back up, back up, like yeah, just yeah. like panic. Like it was, yeah. and it was Jaden who was behind, who was behind, and it was, he was more like just whoa, 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 it was, it was just right. straight panic, right? And and so we come back, I heard him flipped around, like uh oh, something, something went bad. We flipped around in my truck, and I remember we come back up the hill, and as we summited the hill, and my headlights started pointing down, I remember looking on that scene, and I seen. My dad's, my dad's truck and trailer. I mean, the, the the truck was kind of sitting off the road with its headlights hanging up in the air, kind of angling up, and the back of that horse trailer was was hanging off the side of this this hog's back or this ledge. Well, and at the time you couldn't even see what it was. It just looked like it was off the edge of something. Yes, like it wasn't wasn't over. It was just hanging out over black because right. you couldn't see anything. It was just black. Yep. And so we, we, I remember driving down there and, and I don't know if it was you or Jane said like, like I was, I was panicked at that point. I could see what had happened. I could see that he'd gone off the side of the road. And so I flew down I, 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 and I was going too fast probably for, but I was panicked. You know what I mean? Yeah. Had I had my senses about me, I would have been slow because I, I was coming downhill and who knows if I, my brakes didn't, yeah. you know, work or, or the ice. It was icy is what, what it ended up being. So what happened was as he got to the top of that summit, my dad pulled the, the, trailer he got right to the top where he was almost ready to come back down the other side and lost traction yep. and and that horse trailer filled with five horses four horses and a mule come back down sliding and and he was he was helpless at that point yeah you're just holding on you're on a, you're on a sheet of ice and snow but i mean you you have he at the very top of the hill there was kind of a, a hillside that he tried to to turn that trailer into as he was sliding, he went right past that little bank of, you know, hill that there was and was off into the abyss. Yeah. I remember we got down on that site and I, <clears throat> the, the trailer had smashed the tailgate and, and the two tires on the, the driver's side of the, of the vehicle, the, the, the horse trailer tires were hanging off the ledge, just spinning. Yeah. They were out there in no man's land. And that trailer had smashed the tailgate and kind of, it kind of cinched the, the back end of that pickup into a little bank of dirt on the side of the road. If I remember right, there was one little rock or something that had like slowed it down enough. And then the twist of the trailer kind of pressed that back left corner of your dad's truck right down into the rock. Right, right. The trailer itself had somehow put enough weight on that back corner of the truck that it pushed right into that little pebble of a rock. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't, I'm I'm calling a rock, but it was more like a dirt mound, you know? And it was just enough to like almost kink it, stop. Yeah, it kind of caught it, caught it. Yeah, kind of just held it up there, hung it up. But the back end, if you remember, remember that that end gate of that horse oh, trailer? Yeah. I mean, it was bowed out from all the the pressure of those horses leaning against it. They hit it so hard, I'm sure. Yeah, and so so they they had all that pressure, just constant pressure. I mean, I remember, I remember looking in that 
that gate's just bowed and all them horses are leaning against it. Yeah. And my dad's sitting in the truck. <laughs> I mean, white knuckled holding the steering wheel. He'd put the park brake on and he had his feet just pressed on the brakes. And I remember he'd rolled down his, his passenger window and, and I just seen the look on his face. Like, like he was just white as a ghost. Like, like it's not what you want to see in your dad. Right. Right. <laughs> you don't see that out of your dad often. No. So when you do, something's bad. And so I told him, I said, Dad, just sit still. We're going to chalk every tire we can. We're going to find rocks and chalk every tire we can. Yeah. And so we did that. We got, I remember finding just, there was rocks the size of I was I just going to say, you remember the boulders we picked balls, up? You know? <laughs> And I don't know how, looking back, I don't know how we even lifted them because the adrenaline's going, I guess. Uh, truly, they were like boulders that we were picking up. Stuck them under all the tires. And at that point, I said, okay, Dad, let go of the brake and get out of the truck. And so he, I remember he, I remember looking in that passenger window at him, and he just let off that brake so carefully, and the truck stayed. But I think there was there was a couple things, though, to mention before we get much farther. Like, for some of you out there don't know what it's like to haul a a trailer full of horses uh you can't go down the road straight without feeling that trailer swaying because those horses moving and stepping right there is a lot of like movement that just a horse can make in the back of a trailer so if you imagine four or five of them back there hanging off of a ledge literally they're they're pretty much halfway hanging off this cliff and they didn't move right well 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 they were Think if you remember, I remember, I remember they were jostling around. Yeah, they were jostling around, and then they were, you could tell they were nervous, and and that's when we got my dad out of the truck, and at that point, you know, I thought, okay, if it goes from here, if it if this thing, you know, heads down the mountain, yeah, the horses are probably yep. going to be dead, yeah, the truck's going to be totaled, but we're all my dad's safe. alive, yeah, you know what I mean. So I remember getting out, and at that point, the horses are kind of they were still jostling around. And I remember just feeling like we, we opened that side door that kind of the, on the, on the right hand or the passenger side of the horse trailer, there's a little door, you know, the like emergency door where you can walk into the, the trailer, open up that door. And you just see the, the hinds ends of all these horses just, and they're packed in there just like sardines, you know? Yeah. And I remember feeling just helpless. Like, what do we do? Cause you can't get them out the back because literally it's a, it's a drop off. Like they just oh, yeah. did have to jump off into a cliff. You pop that gate open on the back and they're just going to, they would roll out. Tumble out and, and, yep. Down the cliff. And so I remember just at that moment feeling helpless and wondering, well, I don't know what to do here. Yeah. And so this is where I kind of, you know, it gets kind of spiritual because we decided we better ask for the Lord's help. Yeah. Because we didn't know what to do. Yep. And so I, I'll never forget, you know, in the headlights of that truck, just sitting there on the road with Jaden and you and my dad and. And kneeled down, you know, asking for help. You know, yeah. help us out here. We we done screwed up. <laughs> we did not listen to your first warning. <laughs> and the funny thing about this whole deal is I, I've I've told this story a few times and I, I told it to the you know, some of the youth. Except for from my side it's a little different, see, because I had the impression like earlier on that we should do something. Like when your dad was stuck yeah. there, I had the impression like we should probably ask for some help. Yeah. And I didn't listen. And I I just kind of, you're in the middle of it all. Like I had the impression that we should we should say a prayer, something. I didn't, and I don't even know if it was that we should say a prayer. Just had the impression that we probably needed some help. And uh, so 
I just, but I just shrugged it off. Like get the boulders, get the, you know, get all these things. Like I, if I remember correctly, it, it was just so busy. It was easy to just oh, shrug it off. Yeah. So that, so that, that little bug on my shoulder was there saying, you know, like, Hey, you know, use, use, use me, you know? And, uh, I ignored it. And so for me, it was a big learning experience because then after I believe it was you, this is, well, I think we just need to stop. Let's just stop. Cause we need some help. Like, let's say a prayer. And I was like, man, that, that was a big experience for me to be like, cause in the moment you think, Oh, there's too much going on. And, and let's be honest. Like we, none of us are really that type of, I mean, I'm a super spiritual guys. I wouldn't say, I mean, we all go yeah. to church. We do, you know, we, we have our, you know, our testimonies and whatnot, but we're not, Super. I wouldn't say any of us at that moment in time were, were super spiritual. So yeah, it, it goes back to kind of feeling like a little awkward. Yeah. I feel like I, I but it got to the point where it was just like, okay, the yeah. Lord, like he's really trying to slap me in the face here and say, yep. You know, well, and you, and, and now you're at a point of just like, I don't know what to do. Yep. And that's when, that's when you're like, I've never, I never felt like that in my life. So helpless. Like as those horses sat there jostling back and forth. You know, yeah. So we so we did. We said a prayer. I remember we we got the end of the prayer, and it was almost instantaneously that like, that everything calmed. Yeah. It seemed like the horses just just stopped. They stopped. They stopped moving. Yeah. Um, we could think clearer. I I know I my my mind. Yeah. Was settled. I I do remember that. It was like a moment of it's gonna be okay. Right. right. Just just relax. And so I remember we stopped, we st- stood back and kind of analyzed the situation more. And we opened up that door again. And, and that lead horse, my dad's, my dad's horse. I remember Red. Your, uh, was the it blue rusty? Roan, it, was, it, was, it was Rip. Oh, it was Rip. My dad's, yeah, Roan horse. And he, anyway, that horse, it shifted his, his body right to the very front of that trailer. I mean, he'd moved clear to the front to where I could, I, I actually walked in, reached in, grabbed the, the lead rope of the second horse horse in line and was able to pull his head back around and get him, you know, where he could shoot out the, the side gate. And that gate's only, I mean, it's gotta be maybe three feet wide. Yeah. And these horses are saddled. So, so, I mean, a horse saddled. It's a man way. Let's be yeah, honest. Yeah. It's, it's a man way. Like it's for your saddles. Yeah. It's not for a horse to be coming in and out. of. Right. And, and so, they were backwards. Yeah. Besides for that one. Well, somehow so so when i reached in and grabbed that second one i was able to turn him around and he just shot out of there like yeah. like he'd done this a hundred times you know he shot out of that, i mean yeah we've never loaded him in and out that door ever no nor would you there'd be no reason to and your that front right corner is up in the air right because the back left corner is off the side of the hill so right. the front right corner if you remember right it was like two and a half feet high like it was not yeah. where it normally would have been it wasn't yeah, an had, easy step out right they had a good jump to yeah. get out and so we got the second one, you know, Rusty, who was second in line, got him out, and then was able to get the lead horse out. And one by one, yeah. every one of them just shot out of there like they were ready to get out of there. Like they were, they knew what was going like, on. Oh, I'm out, you know. But it was funny. Like they just came right out. Like it wasn't a fight. Not a one of them fought us no. one bit. No, it was. It and was, through all that jostle, through all that hustle, through all that bustle, yeah. I don't. The truck didn't move. It didn't. No, it didn't. Which was insane. Yeah. So when we got them all out, you know, we, we, we hauled them up the road and we were looking for a tree to tie them to. I remember that. And there was no tree. 
there was nothing, nothing around to tie the horses to. You had to go up the hill, you know, and down the other side. And there was a couple trees down there that we could oh, get horses tied to. And right. then I remember thinking like, okay, Jaden had a big, a big winch in the back of his forerunner, you know, but there was nothing in sight to winch to. There was no trees yeah. or anything. Well, we were starting to think we need to start linking up his vehicle, but there honestly was nothing within any decent range to even get to. Right. 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 And then that was about that time, you know, Landon and, and CG Heath, they, they come toting up the road and their, their big diesel pickups. What are you guys doing hounds. over here? What are you guys doing? Stay on the road? Like, a, I remember that. Like, what the heck's going on? Like, like, what are you idiots doing? Like, yeah. they did. I remember. This thinking. is not where the buffalo are. <laughs> they had, they had all the equipment. They had, they had winches. They had trucks. They were chained up. Yeah. Um, and that was one. That was one thing we did do after we got the horses out. We threw chains on that truck. Yeah, we did. As it sat there, you know. Yep. And and uh, Landon come up and hooked his truck on with a chain, and then hooked him to CG ahead of him, and they were both chained. And I think they hooked. A I think they even put Jaden on too, didn't they? Yeah. Up ahead or something. Yeah. Like literally everybody that could winched up, like hooked up, linked up. Yep. Just because we didn't know, because nobody was really anchored down to anything. Right. Honestly, had my like second guesses about it. Cause I was like, really? Like, is this really going to work? Well, they're all, they're all, they're all pulling uphill on a sheet of ice. Yeah. It's, it wasn't like anybody had a good grip. Right. Not a one. And now you're not just pulling a truck, pulling a truck and a horse trailer. And the trailer's hanging off. And the ha- yeah, it's hanging off. It's already kind of like twisted and like kinked, if you will. Like it's, it seemed like it wasn't going to work. Right. But it did. Yeah, yeah. it did. Yeah. And, and I, I think I remember, uh, Jaden was trying to tell Landon pretty much that exact same thing. Like, this ain't going to work. Oh, God, this, um, let me just get out of here. Get my work, Jaden. Just get up there. Let me tie off to you, you know, kind of a thing. Like, yeah. Jaden's like, well, I just don't think. And he's like, well, just come on. Let me, let me do it, you know. Like, come on, let me, just let me do it. <laughs> I just remember the frustration of, like, because Because Landon was frustrated because he just wanted to get us out of the road because he had to go hunt a lion to go hunt and produce for his hunter, you know. So he's, he's, he was kind of uh, mad, I think, frustrated yeah. because we were holding him up. That he up. even had to do anything. And then at the same time, I think he knew. I mean, I'm sure he's been in, like, situations maybe not like that but similar where it's like, well, we've done worse. Like, let me hook up to you. This is easy. Yeah. And everybody else had just been through what I would consider a pretty, like, crazy experience with everything, the whole picture, that we're, like, wanting to be super careful. And he's like, hook up, little winch, let's do this, you know? he definitely didn't have the same... No, he wasn't there for the prayer. Yeah. (laughs) 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 But it's probably good that he wasn't, because he'd come along and he was just like, Like, let's get you going, like, get out, you know? And and we were all kind of, like, a little bit gun-shy and nervous, but he he was like... Like, what are you waiting for? And it's just like all of a sudden you just hear chains and boxes, you know, pulling chains out of boxes and laying them out. And CG's up there doing the same thing. Like it's like they'd done it before. Oh yeah. I mean, it was like it was like just choreographed. Yeah. And and sure enough, they just ducked on and straight up and over. We got her out. But I remember, I remember after we got up and kind of got the horses back loaded up and whatnot. I remember telling my dad like, look. It ain't worth it. Like I, don't, I don't need to kill a buffalo this bad. Like it's not the day to do it. Let's just, let's just go. Let's, let's go back to camp. Like I was, yeah. I didn't want to kill somebody, for me trying to kill a buffalo. You know what I mean? For I, I just felt like it wasn't the time. Yeah. 
But my dad says, just get in the truck. Let's go kill a buffalo. Let's go. Like, <laughs> at that point, he was like, let's just, let's go. It's all right. Well, and if you remember at that point, like, I mean, I, I, I had to sit in the back of the truck and lead the horses every time we hit a hill. That was point. it, yeah. So every hill from there on after, I mean. We'd unload the horses. Un- I mean, we were super cautious. <laughs> I bet we jumped those horses in out of that trailer 30 oh, times. For sure. Anytime there was a hill, it's like, well, we'll just walk them up. And we were chained up. And I mean, it was. Yeah. We probably would have been fine, but we were not taking the chance no. anymore. No. Like, we knew that it was just, we were going to play it safe or not play it. That's <laughs> it. Like, I even remember th- thinking, like, a part of me. Like, we got to go back out of this. Because, like, once you go up and over that hill, it was the same kind of hill down the backside. Yeah. But. I do remember when we got down the backside, we got the horses loaded. I remember thinking, like, okay, we need to, we need to give thanks. Yeah. Like, like, like he, like the Lord helped us, you know, in our time of need. Yeah. I think it's right. important that we stop and, and recognize the blessing that we, the blessings we received. Yeah, that's right. And we did do that. Remember that? Yep, I do. I do that. Funny how you how you don't remember that one though as as much as you do the one that you when you when you need help you know. Yep. But that is yeah, true. That is. We did. We do, stopped on the other side and did it. But yeah, we ended up going down and, and killing a buffalo that very morning. You know? Yeah, we did. We kept going on and then uh, went about to where we thought we needed to be. Unloaded, rode out, killed a buffalo. Cut, cut, cut a set of, yeah, cut some tracks there and followed them tracks right. right into the right up into a canyon. Canyon and there was. My dad had cut the track. I remember my dad, he's the one that, like, you know, he found the track. I mean, he seen the buffalo up there in this head, this canyon. Yeah. And and when we first seen him, there was only like, I think, I thought I could see like a half a dozen. Yeah. And I was like, oh, there's going to be a cow in there for sure. When we got up in there, there was like 45. Yeah. And they in were, a little tiny canyon. They, they were tucked up in there. They were. You would never have thought, I mean, had you not cut their tracks and, and followed them up in there, you'd never even have thought to look up in a little canyon no. like they were. No. It was a good sized herd. In such a tight little spot. Yeah, I do. And, and I remember, like, we we got to this spot, and we tied off the horses, and these guys were getting all their stuff out. And and, and I was, was I recording you? I think I was kind of, like, recording as we go a little bit, too. And I grabbed my spotting scope and all this, all the gear. And, like, I had my coat on and everything. And then we started hiking, and I thought, because we, we had just seen them. So I was like, we're going to that point right there. You know, I was like, 20 yards or something no these guys took me like 100 yards <laughs> i i still had my coat on by the time i got there i was sweating dripping like dying like and these guys are just ready to go to our shirt i dang their short sleeve shirts i felt like and i was like just dying of sweat i'm like we have horses <laughs> what what are we doing walking uh, well you never know i tried to be stealthy man because yeah didn't want to blow them i mean it was cool we got up in there and and I started to shoot, and we're not going to go into the details. Well, we got a pretty good spot. We got a pretty good spot. Oh, we yeah. got the spotting scope, picked one out. Like we, I mean, it was perfect. We we were on the opposite side of the canyon. The they canyon had no, they had no idea we were there. No, not a clue. The wind was great. Everything just was working right, you know. Yep. Picked a nice cow out that was perfect, just exactly what you wanted. Now, I mean, I had the spotting scope on with my, you know, the phone scope or whatever it was there, scope cam and. Uh, had had a recording through the old Suaro and, you know. <laughs> I don't know what, I, I, I don't, I'm going to embarrass myself here, but I, <laughs> I could not hit crap, man. The, the, the furthest shot, the first shot had to have been, what, 275 yards? Oh my most. gosh, yeah. But I was borrowing Landon's rifle. Dead rest, I mean, laying I'm, down, like, I mean, we, the only thing we could have done any better was carry up one of those dead sleds for you. <laughs> 
and and strapped the rifle down and said, "Just pull that little trigger there, oh my sir." Gosh. I mean, laid down dead perfect. Boof. Dead? Uh, nope. Boof. Dead? Nope. Keep going. What are you saying? What? Where are you hitting? Like, I can't even tell where you're hitting. Well, and then I'd see, like, I'd, I'd tell him to aim at a certain spot, and then all of a sudden I'd see, boom, a rocket blow up right behind him. And, and I'm like, you got to do, wherever you're aiming, you need to aim to the left. Like, what was funny, though, is like, I, I mean, we'd fired, I don't know, probably three or four shots. And the buffalo were just standing there. Didn't Because that canyon, I don't know if they <laughs> didn't, just didn't. They, didn't, they, they were confused. Yeah, they couldn't tell where the shots were coming from. Or they yeah. thought that nobody would ever be up in there. Who <laughs> was dumb enough to oh come up there? Oh, my gosh. I know. And and it was like, you'd shoot and boom, right by his butt. All of a sudden, you'd rock and blow up. I'm like, and I'm like where were you shooting? Aiming? He's like, right in the And heart. my dad's like getting so, frustrated. So I'm like, he's like, <laughs> just settle down and shoot it. Just settle down. I'm like, dad. <laughs> I am settled. Like, I cannot be any more calm. Like, I'm sure, like, it wasn't helping, though, either. You know, when you're, like, you're trying to get somebody settled down, but you're just frustrated. Settle down, you know. You're not helping, Dad. You know, he's like, he's like they're going to get away. They're going to get away. No pressure. No pressure. I'm, and I kept thinking, like, they're not going to get away. Like, if, for them to get out of this canyon, they had to come literally right past us. They really did. Oh. They, they couldn't go up. They had to come down. Well, after I, I after several shots, I, I connected on a few. Yeah, he did. It, it was just funny because, number one, it wasn't your... You borrowed J, uh, Landon's, Landon's rifle because... And, why? Because he kind of like put some doubt in your mind about getting it done yeah, or something, about right? Yeah, my gun. But I was shooting a two seventy. I don't remember what he sent me with it now. I'm starting to think if it was... I can't remember either, but it wasn't his wife's gun. But I don't... I'm. I'm not going to blame it on that completely, but I do think that there there was something there because I was like... But we decided, too, wasn't there two different rounds? Oh, yeah, he had, like, or two or three different rounds. Like, different types of rounds, and so, of course, anybody that shoots a gun knows that at at a certain distance, like, you know, your round can make a pretty big difference once you get out and and beyond, but the best best part about this whole thing is he finally kills the buffalo and we're just laughing and hooting and hollering and, and all the buffalo trailed out they're know? gone yeah. it was cool it was a cool scene when in they fact come out. in fact if you remember I, I mean talking about how they were confused remember they jumped to our side and they oh, ran yeah. right they I mean, come right within what 50 yards yeah they they, they were coming down on us because we're like where are they going because it kind of went in this canyon and then the and to the uh, down and up and we couldn't see them anymore well they popped out above us coming down the cliff right at us like they had no idea where we were, I think, because the echoes, yeah. and then they seen us. Remember, and then they dropped back down in the canyon and, and back, yeah, back down into the flats. But uh, and they, and they had cleared out, cleared out, and I was laughing hysterically, <laughs> <laughs> and Kendon was just excuse after excuse. What is it's this bullet here? Look, this bullet's different, and I, I was aiming here, and I was aiming there, and I said, kids, this is, dude, I was telling like you shot three feet to the right. Then all of a sudden I'd tell you to sh- aim at like just ahead of its nose. You'd shoot right ahead of its nose, you know, like yeah. what's your problem? And, uh, this gun piece of junk. The scope might, must be off. Yada, yada, yada. And, uh, your dad kind of made a joke or something, and I think you handed him the gun. No, I said, I said, Dad, I'm like, seriously, try this. I said, shoot, shoot this gun. Because both of us were giving it to you. I said, I can't. I said, there's something wrong with the gun. And my dad's like, let me see that. Let me see that. And he, and he took the rock across the canyon and just, <laughs> boom, smacked it. And I says, well, I get my spotting scope out. Hold on, hold on. This one? Yep, yep, that one. And I mean, I think he'd like, did he, he 
he might have been on a knee, maybe. He might, I don't know. It was like freehand almost, basically just smack, just poof. And I was, and I just, I didn't even say anything. I just started <laughs> laughing. And my dad, I remember he just handed me the gun back. He's like, "Gun's fine. Gun's fine." Yeah. <laughs> I remember I just felt, not I felt even about this big, man. I was like, oh. <laughs> I remember not even just saying the thing. I just remember saying, "Oof!" And the middle thing flies up. I just start laughing, and I just remember looking over and and seeing Kenneth's dad just look at him and just be like, "Bull Perry." Just he wasn't at him. laughing much at that and point. He, says, he was guns fine. <laughs> <laughs> and you were like, "I was you said dying." To me, you, said, have you, you said to me. That was like the worst thing you could have done. Yeah. <laughs> Give me the gun <laughs> to try. I just I just proved myself that I was a terrible shot. Oh my gosh, that was hilarious. But it was a different gun. We did see that there was different ammo. So Listen, I I don't know what happened. I'm not gonna buck make fever excuses, a little but bit. The, the buffalo's dead and it's hanging on my wall now. Yeah, and and a couple times he did hit them. They were good shots. <laughs> We got good footage and everything. It was fun. It was a blast. Like, we got the horses almost right to it. Yeah. We only had to drag some, you know, down just a little bit. Yeah, it worked out good. Got them right to the horses. The horses hauled it right out. Horses and the mule, you know, we just got right out. Quartered it up, threw it on, and... Went back to the truck. Threw the the quarters on one horse and... Yeah. And the the cape and the the head on another. And... Rode out. Shuttled out of there. Yeah. Loaded them back up and then jumped them horses out of every every hill we went on the way out. We jumped them out again. <laughs> yep. Load them back up about 30 more times. and I couldn't believe it, though. Like, how crazy is that, that the one day, because this wasn't day one, but, you know, this one day, all this happens, and that's the day you end up killing, too. Yep. Because it could be that we didn't. You know, we could have just said, right. no way. Like, let's turn around. Yeah. It was... That was a fun hunt, though. It was a hunt of a lifetime. I, It's one that'll stick with me forever. What was crazy is, like, that was one of my first experiences, like, hunting buffalo. They're they're not easy. And, and it's like, hunting them's different. Your dad has an eye, like, I couldn't believe it. Like, I was looking for them all over the place, never seen them. But your dad picked them out of nowhere. And, th- and then they're like, they are... Um, what what would you call it? But they're 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 scared of anything and everything. Oh, they're super skittish. Skittish. That's well. Well, it. by that time in the year, they'd been hunted like seven yeah. different hunts and ran all over that mountain. And so yeah, they're on high alert. And people they don't understand. Like when you talk about hunting buffalo, people think you're hunting like the a moo that cow. Are in Yellowstone. Yeah, or like a moo cow. It's nothing like that. No, on the Henry Mountains. <laughs> no, I mean it's 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 crazy, and and the further like those hunts progress, the wilder those things get, and the further they get pushed into the the more remote, inaccessible country. And and I just want to smack people when they start talking. Oh, you're gonna go hunt a? Let's like hunting a beef cow. Like yeah, come on, no. come on, buddy, let's go saddle up, let's, let's go for a ride. <laughs> well, and uh, like the, they go in the most insane places, and when they get on a run, it's like what you'd see in a western. When uh, the all them uh, that herd of Cape Buffalo is gonna run over the lion and Lion King, you know what I mean? Like them, them things dive and jump and over cliffs, and when they're when they're stampeding, they are going. Like it doesn't matter what's in front of them, oh, yeah, they will just get go. On a, they'll get on a lope like that and go thirty miles, you know. And yeah, and just and it doesn't hurt them; they just keep going. They're so they're, tough. They're they're an amazing animal. I got a whole I got a, a deep respect for them. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, you, you you have to. The minute you know, it's fun. We go down land, and you know he 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 does a lot of guiding, and and so we've been a part of a lot of them. Yeah, and it's a lot of fun, man. It's by far, it's it's hands down, it's the the creature for me, man. I I I love them. Fascinated by yeah. buffalo. It seems like every year you do your best to get down there to try to help one or two oh, people. Yeah. So that's yeah. good. Seems like everybody that wants to go gives old kendo a call i'm trying to get you convinced to put in for him but well, you're stuck on putting in for goats or well yeah that's my problem I, it's kind of one of those things though once you get started you almost got to finish yeah because the draws are so ridiculous yeah. that's that's the hard part but yeah. now now who knows who knows now with it i guess well still once in a lifetime huh? yeah the buffalo's a once in a lifetime so i'd have to switch from the goat to buffalo yeah yeah but who knows if i'll ever get that chance it's not looking good man really isn't good it really isn't but well that was yeah it was a good it was a good it was a good experience i mean it was a terrible experience but what resulted from it all was was pretty amazing yeah i think so i think so and it was fun it was a blast your dad was there your brother remember we all stayed in landon's trailer and and Landon's got this trailer with in the back there's bunk beds there's actually three three beds and the ones that one of them's kind of on the ground the lower one and that's where that's where you had to yeah <laughs> it's like a little, my little hole my little badger hole <laughs> pretty much what it was I mean I'm 250 pounds of man meat like and you can I'm stuck on the I mean in the bottom one it's it's like crawling underneath I don't know, a shelf, yeah. like a two foot, because it really, it, it was only like two foot high, probably, maybe. Yeah. And so I like had to put my feet in there and just like shimmy, shimmy like shimmy in. <laughs> and then tried to like, you couldn't get down to your feet. So what I'd do is I'd, I'd, I'd get my knees up and I'd push my, push my sleeping bag on top of my knees. And then I'd use my knees to like shuffle down, <laughs> shuffle down the sleeping bag until I could get it with my, my toe. And then I'd pull my toe, my toe. I'd use my toe to pull the sleeping bag on top of me. Look like a little pot got down in there. He his little head poking out. I'll tell you what though. I slept like a log. Like I'm telling you, I slept so good in there. I loved it. I lo- I'm like, we think it's, fu- you, you think it's funny, but I, if I had my spot, I'd go, I'd go to the hole. <laughs> I'd, I'd go straight to the badger hole any day. That's good to know. You call me the honey badger. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's good times. That was fun. That was a blast. What the, what else happened down there on that? I'm just trying to think on that uh, hunt. Not, not much beyond that. Just. Oh, you're right. We got back to camp and loaded up. Maybe we stayed that night and then load up the next morning and. Yeah. Headed home. Yeah, I think we we did stay that night, didn't we? We did. And Landon had to stay because he never did finish. He didn't finish that day with his hunter. I don't think they didn't have luck that day, so they stayed down there. I remember. Yeah. They stayed. We we pretty much just packed up. Uh, Was your dad's camp trailer down there? It was. Seems like your dad camp trailer. We hauled the horses home, and he hauled his camp trailer home. Right. Yeah, there's a lot of. A lot of planning that goes on one of those hunts. I tell you what, you know, you're so far from, from anywhere down there on the Henrys. And yeah. It takes a lot of, a lot of help to yeah. do it, you know. Well, that's, that's the key. It's funny because some people, you know, you talk to and they get lucky and can find these buffalo right off the road. Usually it's in the earlier hunts. You find them yeah. on the mountain somewhere a little bit more accessible, but, but 
Not not LA season. No, we found that it's worth it. Just plan on bringing horses and getting into some of that country where they like to go to winter. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I. I that was fun. That was a blast. When we went riding through some of that up stuff, I just remember thinking to myself like things live in here like like it just yeah you could all you could almost see why they gave out those extra hundred tags you know to, yeah. because they were worried that with the drought i mean where they go to winter i mean they, they just they, die off yeah because well they would they would overgraze mm. those areas and and you can do that animals will overgraze an area to where the it won't come back the vegetation won't regrow yeah and it, so that was their concern and, and why they gave out the tag that i got that's why they did it, it was was to kind of remove you know some of these bison so that they didn't overgraze it and destroy it for good yeah and i think it worked i don't know well you i don't know work. what the success rate was on those late hunts those those late ones they they added i mean it honestly though it I, got worse after mine i mean the yeah. weather the weather got worse and i feel like that was a hunt that they probably too like was part of pulling down some of them draw some of them people had been putting in for a lot of time. Like it was one of those, like, let's give them a hard hunt. If they want to try it, go ahead. Like, but it's going to be a hard yeah, it hunt. It kind of got a lot of people out of that pool. Yeah. We need to, you know, we do need to kill some of these and let's like make it at a time when it's going to be a little bit tougher, pull some people out of the pool, you yeah. know? And it, I think it worked. Yep. Cause I, I really, I doubt the success rate was that great. And I, I never did go back and look at that. Yeah. Funny enough, uh, not to change subject, but uh, I did look the other. I did look yesterday. How guess how old my bull was? I would say seven. God, right on the money. Seven. Really? Yeah, seven. Uh, the reason I looked is they were they had another. Uh, I think it was a rack meeting yesterday, so I just looked up because I was curious because they happened to mention like the the. The prime age of a bull is between seven and eight. That's when they get to be their biggest. Uh-huh. Supposedly, it's between seven and eight. And so I was like, I'd looked a few times and it never came back. Like that, it just hadn't had the results yet. It felt like it was taking forever. Like, mm-hmm. and I forgot about it. So I hopped on there, and sure enough, seven. So I wonder what they're they're managing this unit for. What what age class? Th- three. Three. <laughs> I would guess. I don't know. <laughs> I think think they're shooting for spikes only, spike only unit here in a little while. I'm okay with that. Uh, That's my choice, my hunt of choice, the spike hunt. No, I think I think it was like six to eight or something like that. Some range right in there. You killed a good one, man. It was a good age class. It was a good. Yeah, it was fun. Good bull. Smacked him at 300 yards with your muzzleloader. Yeah, it's that's amazing. It's crazy. It's nuts that it's even possible. Yeah, it's... It's nuts that it's even possible. One shot, too, isn't it? Yeah, one shot. 300 yards. That's a whole story, too. We ought to talk about sometime. That was... That was that was insane. That was such a... <clears throat> such a cluster. <laughs> isn't it funny how, like, when the moment comes, it just turns... I mean, you could be so prepared, and the moment it comes, it just turns into just a cluster. Like... Like, after it was done, I remember, like, picking up a piece of my binoculars. Like, the the eye ring was, like, four feet back. Like, I had lost a lens cover. Uh, my rangefinder was ten feet back. Like, I had no idea they were even gone. Like, 
as I'm like, as I'm like walking around hooting and hollering, I'm like, what's this piece? What, what did you this do? Like, like, like see the herd and just like, Oh throw, yeah. Throws, just start oh, throwing oh, stuff. Yeah, stuff, is, stuff just went everywhere. Like I just remember hearing them and then like going and Dave was with me. Right. And I remember like going off, almost looking over this edge. It was pretty steep right off this edge and just seeing them. And I just remember falling down like, no, they're right there. Like, you know, just like, freeze like if i if i hold still enough they won't see me on the skyline you know <laughs> so i so i like back up slowly and as soon as i get back i'm like dave let's go run up here blah 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 blah. i'm like i says uh gra- grab the scope let's get the scope out so so you're doing all these things and the minute i saw the one i wanted to kill i knew it like i i i seen it with my binos i didn't even get hit the spotting scope out i pulled the binos up and i'm like good enough it's that's a good bull you know I had seen quite a few the whole time. So like I pulled it up. That's it right there. Got the range 300 yards. Uh, Dave had one. No, no. Dave had one. I had one. I went to pull my scope up or my uh, range finder up gone. Like I didn't know what happened to it. So Dave, Dave, give me your, give me that one. In in all honesty, it was probably Courtney's. Right. But I mean, give, give me that and take it, get the range 310 yards. I think is what it was. And I had practiced pretty consistently, like 300 yards. I, I knew where I was going to be, and I knew what my dial was on my scope. Because 200 yards, I'm dead on smoking. Like, I'm, I'm at zero on my, on my uh, what are they, mills. Mm-hmm. And uh, I knew what I had to dial to at 300 because that was my next. I went, I went like 200, 250, 300. So I had already known in my mind, and I, and I had it taped to my scope, uh, like, or I, I had it, the numbers taped onto my stock, and uh, <laughs> right, right as I'm kind of like getting excited, getting the gun out, like I, I see what the range is. Uh, we we just so happened to hit cell phone service, and my volume was up. <laughs> <laughs> so I started, bing, 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 bing. I got my phone, and I'm. <laughs> I'm panicking. I'm losing my mind because I come out on this edge and it must have just been enough, like just enough to get like uh, some service and bing, bing, ding, ding, bing. And I'm just like, I'm like laying on it, laying on the ground. Like if you could just imagine, I got my backpack pushed on it. Like I'm trying to push this phone four feet in the dirt. Like I am just losing my mind. What is happening? I'm pressing every button possible to try to shut this thing up. And I go, I try to look at it to swipe down. You know how you can swipe down to like, uh, turn it on vibrate or just turn it down. I couldn't see my screen. So I said hitting all the buttons to like, try to get my screen to light up. It wouldn't light up. I'm telling you, I couldn't do anything. <laughs> I literally took my phone and I put it in the very bottom part of my bag. Cause it still was trying to bing and different things, put it in the very part of my bag, stuffed everything I could on top of it. And then we snuck over a little farther. Like I couldn't turn it off. But turns out, in all my button pushing, I had, I had turned the screen down, <laughs> so it was completely black, and so and because of like the glare, right, the sun and the glare and everything, like I couldn't see it, or and I was panicking like crazy. I didn't know what was happening, and so I'm just I honestly five ten seconds I'd have thrown that thing thirty yeah. I'd have thrown it into yeah. the trees. Like, I was losing it, and so finally it kind of like stopped. So that's when I stuffed it in the bottom. I got just like angry, you know, My word. uh, so I guess what I'm saying is, Oh, what the, the reason that's important is because all of my 
uh, app data, like my ballistic oh, data, yeah. it was on my phone. <laughs> so, like, if I if I knew, so for for example, I put everything in my phone. If I got my rangefinder out, click to target, say four hundred yards, I could punch that number in there. It would figure out where I was at, essentially, as far as like elevation, yeah. and it and I had all the other information in it. it. Could tell me exactly where I needed to dial to kill this bull. So did you end up doing that, or did you just no, wing it? I had to wing it because of my my phone died. <laughs> like my phone just took a dump. So I, I literally didn't have. Any, I guess what I'm saying is, it's just super lucky that it was 300 yards because I just knew that number. Right. That was one that I had shot so often, but like if he'd been at with with a muzzleloader at those ranges, at those ranges, like you go to three fifty, like three forty, and your dial's way off. Right. Like uh, it's so far out there, your bullet drops so much. Gosh, I can't remember the exact number, but roughly, let's say from two hundred to like three hundred yards, it's like two feet, and then from three to four, it's like four feet. You know. So I mean, the drop is so drastic that when every fifteen yards, you better know where you're at or it's not going to be on. Right. You're going to miss you you can there's enough air there that you can miss a bull, you know, out once you get to 300 yards every 20 yards, you know, you can miss a bull. Right. So anyway, it was pretty important to have that and I didn't I didn't have it. <laughs> I didn't have it at all. What did you what, you smacked him then? I mean, what? oh yeah, so then I so I I just I dialed it to what I knew 300 was and he was like right at 308, 310 and and, and then he kind of like walked towards me. So he he had disappeared for the moment, but the cows were still on the edge. They were on the edge of this clearing. Uh I got the tripod out cuz I had this this tripod and Little little vice thing on it, kind of, and right. got sat down real good because I knew I had time. Cause the cows were still out. I'm like, he was chasing other bulls. They were fighting, you know, and right. he disappeared down in these small aspens, and and so I knew there were other bulls, but I knew that he was the best. And I got sat down real good, and all of a sudden he just comes out of these small aspens and just ripping it right, like, and I'm like dinosaur, you know, and and I'm just on him, on him, on him, and. Courtney's on the other side and, and, and he's trying to find it. And, and Dave's Dave's sitting right next to me. Right. And, and he's like, he's like, what are you going to do? And I'm like, I'm going to kill it. Like I had my scope on it. I felt good about it. I said, here we go. And I just remember just squeezing off. Like I just put it in on his shoulder and, you know, just right in the money hole. And I just remember. And then I looked at, I, I didn't even, <laughs> I remember shooting in this cloud of smoke. Yeah. You know, you can't see anything. And I just look over at David off the right, my right hand side. I'm like, did I get him? <laughs> and he looks back and he's like, I can't see a thing. <laughs> I just remember, <laughs> he's like, I can't see anything. You know, and he's waving his arm, like trying to get the smoke out of his face. Because <laughs> instead of like sitting a little bit to the right, like he was like right next to me. <laughs> so we're all like, steadied up and everything we think we're gonna he's gonna spot it for me and then poof and just like smoke cloud (laughs) and i just remember look i mean i just poof and i just look straight at him did i get it (laughs) i can't see anything you know (laughs) and right as the smoke clears i i i i kind of start to get the gun off right because i'm thinking i need to reload like any, any t- with a muzzleloader, you got one shot, then you have to reload everything. 
And that's usually a cluster too. Right. Like at that point, like powder everywhere. I'm shooting loose powder measured out, you know, and all this jazz. And uh, so long, long story short, I'm just trying to figure things out. But we're watching at the same time. Like, watch him, Dave, watch him. He's, he's watching. I, I, I pull back up the binos too. And he's like, yeah, I'm pretty sure you hit him. And he's just kind of sitting there, right? And at this, at this time, he kind of took a couple steps. So he's looking almost right at us. And uh, he was completely broadside to me when I shot him. But then he kind of like took two steps up towards us and was almost like looking up. And the cows were still there, too. Like, I think everybody was in shock. Like, nobody should have been where I was at, right, in the first place. And I just remember he took like three steps backwards, like, boom, sideways. And then legs moved for a minute, dead. One shot. One shot, he pretty much took two steps forward and three steps back. That's amazing. With a muzzleloader. I mean, 40 cal, you know, just. That's uh, amazing. That's, yeah, you talk, you go back and you talk about it like we talked in the last episode about trail cameras being yeah. too much of an advantage. I mean, that's why I said, like, but, you want to talk about fair chase? I'm like, not, that's saying, not, I'm not fair. saying I wouldn't do it. I mean, I'm, if, it, if, if it's allowed, you're not going to be the guy that, no. that gets left behind. You're going to do it. I mean, you're going to. Look, play the rules. I'm not saying that the rules are always in the favor of the animal. But, like, if if you guys are making these rules, like, I'm going to play by the rules that gives me every advantage possible. Right. You'd be stupid not to. That's amazing, though. So I was, and that's why even when, when we were saying fair chase, fair chase, and I'm like, look, I'll be the first to admit, killing a bull at 300 yards with a muzzleloader is, that ain't fair either. But I did it's not, it. It's not a primitive weapon anymore. No. That's for sure. And it wasn't easy. Like, for example, like, Shooting that muzzle, I shot every single day. Oh, sure. You, At you, lunchtime, I went up the range you were every day. In what you were doing? It wasn't like you're just winging that shot. Yeah, like, it wasn't know. like shooting a rifle. Like shooting 300 yards with a muzzleloader is not like shooting a rifle. I'll be the first to say that, but I will say it's doable. But it'd it be takes, like shooting 800 yards with a rifle. You know, yeah. like you have to know what you're doing to your margin to be of confident. error at, at, with a muzzleloader and a wiggle of a hand, or you know, I like all that stuff. You need to be confident in your weapon. You need to practice, and I did every single day at lunch for I mean, like months. You know, I went through so much ammo and powder, like it's ridiculous, and you couldn't find this stuff anyway. But how many so. guys are there out there that that aren't as well prepared as you were? You know? Yeah. Yeah. That are out there. You got to move that a little closer, I think. Oh. There you go. I mean, that are out there just. <clears throat> yeah. Winging it. It's same with archery, too. I know. Oh, yeah. There's guys that do it the right way, but. Yeah. It's and that tough. are pretty, you know, efficient and know what they're doing. But there are a lot of idiots out there, too, running around with. Yeah. With bows shooting. Shooting at deer and elk 80 yards. and 100 yards, 120, 130. I mean, it's getting to be quite the. Interesting. Deal. Yeah. Anyway. I don't know. Well, all right. Well, let's, I think I think we kind of end this here. I, I'm not sure. sure how long this is. It's about probably about an hour. That's perfect because we were going to go for 30. <laughs> <laughs> get carried away. Yeah, we do get carried away. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening. I guess we're kind of leave her right here. We're going to try to do one of these at least every week, but uh, we'll see what we can do. Peace out. See you on the next one.